So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and today is a rainy day in Arizona. Funny, but in Arizona, it rarely rains, and when it does, people come out of the woodworks, they come out of their houses, and they go dancing in the streets. And so, for those of you who experience rain and don't have quite the same level, listen, understand that us Arizonans, we're kind of crazy, and the heat uh, drives us mad, and so when we actually have to go out and feel the rain, we make sure that we do. I'm enjoying the rain, it was really nice, it's peaceful, oh gosh. So it just gives me some energy today, and I want to give some of that energy away to you today. Today, I want to talk about something that I think happens, well, as you get into your first apartment deal, and every apartment deal afterwards, this is going to happen. What happens when your investors say no to your deal? Like, what happens? And what do you do? And so this is something I just want to talk about. Because I feel like um, many investors, when they start out into raising capital and getting going and all the things you got to do and getting a list and getting people to subscribe to giving you a accredited investor form and you know get everybody primed up and then what happens is you, you get your deal, your pitch deck all created, you found a deal first of all and you know that went through a whole rigorous process and normally you've probably done even some due diligence on this property. And then you go out and you're ready to go raise capital and there's some people that you really think would, would said that they had money and wanted to invest, they tell you no. And what do you do? So before we get into what do you do, I would just love, I wanna really just kinda give you guys couple thank yous. First of all, man, for those of you who have been going on iTunes and leaving five-star reviews, oh my gosh. We have over 540 reviews, written reviews. And so I am humbled by that. So thank you again for taking the time. I know it takes a little time. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, it does mean a lot. It makes my day. I love reading those. And anyways, I'm not going to give a shout out today because I want to I get going and talking about, I want to give some recognition to that process because I know it takes a minute. And so you do mean a lot and I thank you kindly. If this podcast is affecting you, is it if it's giving you some nourishment, listen, please like, subscribe, share this thing. Let others know. We want to get the word out. This is where you come to get fed. This is where the meat and potatoes is. It's not with some of my other friends. Listen, if you want technical stuff, there's other podcasts. But if you want, I guess we give some, we do give some technical stuff. But listen, nobody can do it like the kahuna. Or at least that's me tooting my own horn. <laughs> I think we do it pretty good. 
All right, so let's just jump right smack into it. And what happens when investors say no? And, and why do they say no? Well, listen, you never know. So investors are kind of weird and quirky. And money, and I'll put it this way, money t at times is weird and quirky. And meaning, you know, no one wants to upset anything. That's just, it's human nature to, to avoid contact or conflict and it's much easier to say hey yeah i'm interested in one of your deals then all of a sudden yeah and they're just like they go quiet it's like all of a sudden they become a submarine and they go on silent mode and they deep dive and if you don't have sonar you can't ping them that's what it feels like when investors say no and honestly plan on plan on and this is what's crazy this is why you got to have thick skin to be in this business is because you need to plan on half of the people to that say yes really mean no <laughs> wait did i say that right yes half of the people that told you yes initially they really meant no 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 now you cannot take it personal and this is the biggest problem that a lot of new investors have is they take this stuff personal and you have no idea what's going on in other people's lives and quite frankly most people's lives are messy right ask me how i know mine's messy right i try my best but it's still it's messy and you never know what people are going through just because they had money yesterday doesn't mean that they have it today or that they may be thinking about something else that's coming up, or they may have already put that money to work. Happens all the time. You're not the only game in town. And so when people say no, really what it means is like, this is the opportunity to start building some relationships. Because most of the time, it's just that they didn't know you well enough, like know you, like you, and trust you enough to give you their hard-earned money. And so it's an opportunity. No is really opportunity. Opportunity is calling you. And if you can learn to embrace no, it makes it so much easier. And because you're going to get yeses too. Listen, you're going to get yeses. But I think sometimes it's the no's that you have. That's the work. Like the yes is the low-hanging fruit most of the time. The easy yeses are low-hanging fruit. You're going to get that money anyways. But it's the no's. When you can start turning no's, because the no's, it's not that they meant N-O, no, N-O. It's that most of the times they need to K-N-O-W, they need to know more. So how do you get your investors to know more? Well, there's a little secret called you close on the property. In other words, and FOMO, fear of missing out. And when you're doing your first deal and you're actually out there and you're raising capital and you're you're beating on your chest, you've got everybody in your list and, and you're telling them about this deal. And a lot of people, believe it or not, may not think you can do it. May want to sit on the sidelines, watch, want to see if you're going to do it or not. So want to see if you're going to fail or not. How are you going to push through? Are you going to raise that money? Because they don't want to be on the first rodeo with you. And that's okay right? So really on your first deal, you need to even oversubscribe probably two thirds. If you need a million or two million, you need to get six million in commitments because you may have a higher no factor and that's okay, right? But it's good because you got to close your first deal. You've got to raise the money. You got to get it closed. And then that's when the magic starts to happen because once you close a deal, it's instant credibility. You're going to make sure you let 
everybody know, even the ones that told you no. What they need to know, K-N-O-W, is that you've not forgotten about them. And this is called follow-up. And how often should you follow up with people that tell you no, right? Get them on some kind of email system campaign. We have news, like we have a bunch of different touch points here at our company. Like we send out newsletters. We send out and we highlight a investor of the month. We send out emails. We send out communications, financials, okay? And this goes out to all our active accredited investors that have filled out our accredited investor form. That's one way. So start a newsletter. That newsletter will drip on them every month. Number two is when you, if you can make a list of everybody that said no, that you really thought were going to say yes on that particular deal, and especially if it's their first time. And a lot of times you just do this when you've closed a deal and you just want to send out and say, hey, you can just send out to your whole list saying, man, you know, we're crushing it on XYZ property. You know, we bought this property here. Here's where we thought our numbers were going to be. And here's our latest financials. And you post it. Send it out, you send your financials out as an attachment. And listen, and this really works when you do it one-on-one, okay? So the best way to raise money is one-on-one, in my opinion. So it would be an email to John. Hey, John, I know you didn't want XYZ deal, and I, I can appreciate that, but I really wanted just to give you a heads up on what we did do and what we've been doing at that property. Remember when we said it was going to do this, this, and this? Well, here's how we've remedied that. Here's how we fixed those problems, and here's our latest financial. It looks like we're going to be able to pay all our investors on time, and I just really wanted to touch base with you because I don't want you to miss out on other opportunities. Boom. Tell me, is that not powerful? <laughs> if you're not doing that crap, dude, like you suck. You're not like, you got to play this game full out if you want to win. Do those things. Do those little things like that, right? Send out emails to everybody every once in a while just to like, hey man, here's why this should have been a good deal. This is why you should have invested in us. Because sometimes people are right on the tipping point. They think they want to, but they're not sure. And then they like, well, and then they go and tell, you know, their neighbor, you know, the friend about the deal and the neighbor then poo-poos on it. And they're like, well, yeah, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do it. Or you name it. You name the reason people get talked out of doing stuff all the time. And so your job is just to keep dripping on them. And that's it. I mean, like, it's no harder than that. Like, at the end of the day, you get people that are interested in apartments and, you know, a passive income, and then you follow up like hell. You follow up like hell, and you stay true to your word and who you are, and then you just, you give them reasons to, you know, get engaged. And at the end of the day, what'll happen is something magic, is money shows up out of the woodwork. And, you know, so, so one of the, another uh, clue here, cue, is market drops. Man, whenever I see big market drops in the stock exchange, that's a great time. Oh my God, that's when you lay it on. It's like, if there was a double whammy, that's the double whammy. When you do that and then you say, hey John, that $100,000, so you probably put it in something else. Maybe you put it in the stock market. <laughs> and so now it's 100,000 is like 75. And you're still talking about how you're crushing in apartments. And so how exciting is that? <laughs> Just to go, bam, domino, <laughs> gotcha. You do it with love, but like at the same time, like it's serious. Like I can only tell you, like there's a couple investors that have been with me for a very long time. And one of them probably has 90% of her money with me. And she knows who she is, She's probably listening right now. She's really good at uh, correcting all my grammar, by the way. Anyways, listen, changed her life, at least for her retirement. I mean, and the income that she gets to make from our investments 
is life-changing and and she said so what a great feeling right and when you can give that to your capital man it feels good it is not just great it is supernatural it's supernatural to provide that type of relief and really solution for retired people because listen everybody has money problems i mean everybody has money problems some people have not enough money but some people have too much money and then some people just have i mean hey i'm just trying to figure out how to be able to pay my bills and i've got this much money but i've got to figure out i got to make it last 30 years while I'm retired because I'm going to live a long time and then I'm and how do I make that money stretch that's what retirement people are asking themselves right now they already know by the way most of them know they don't have enough money they already know that and why they are looking for people like us syndicators people that know how to make money grow is because we provide a really damn good solution as an alternative to the stock market. And that's we can provide income, passive income, income streams for them, and then also appreciation, some growth, right? That's called like a blue chip stock, but it's way better because that 6% pref that like we pay, 6%, is income like so if you had a hundred thousand dollars and you invested in it that's six thousand dollars a year in income now doesn't sound like a lot but when you put it to what's available in the marketplace what are bonds trading for right now they're in the gutter like two percent what does the cd pay a certificate of deposit at the bank probably less than one less than a thousand dollars on a hundred thousand dollar investment no no thank you and but that's what people are doing all the time that's what they're getting and meanwhile inflation is kicking its butt right now like it's definitely in effect don't think that your gas prices are not like the low cost of money everything's going up house values are going up groceries are going up and so you've got to have an income stream that can compete my friends and so six percent is probably not enough But if you can add additional 6% on the back end, that can give you some breathing room. And so that's what people are looking for, by the way, is that solution. And the one thing that will cure the nose is time, trust, and giving people more reasons to K-N-O-W, to know you, and to like you, and to trust you. That is the game of money. That's the money game. It is no harder than that. But yet finding capital is inherently hard because most people don't even want to talk about money. And listen, and you never know who has it because people don't walk you know, on the street with big money signs on their forehead saying, hey, I'm a multimillionaire or I've got $700,000 net worth. I've got $400,000 in my bank account right now that I need to invest. Nobody has those signs on their forehead. So you can't prejudge. You sure as hell can't prejudge. I know some people that look like they're multimillionaires driving their rented freaking sports cars that are broke, man, that are freaking broke, cheating the world, lying to the world about their wealth. Dude, it's so sad. Trying to keep up with the Kardashians. Don't even get me started on you know that type of person. But I also know some of the kindest, most giving, loving people that I know that are in real estate that make their seven-figure multimillionaires that you would never know they were coming. You would never know you were sitting right next to one because they're just the kindest, most gentlest, most giving people that I know. Now, you get to choose which one you want to be, by the way. Hopefully, you choose right because I think we need more kindness, more affection, more tenderness in the world today more than ever, more than ever, and a lot of forgiveness. If we can get there, oh my gosh, that'd be amazing.
as a country. <laughs> but that money, it's a real thing. And, and so people are out there with money. And you may not know who they are, but they have problems. Like, they're always looking for solutions because most people don't know people like us. They want to. Most people only have access to a financial advisor, stockbroker, or an insurance salesman, or a, you know, bond salesman, or, again, your financial services stockbroker, or, or their bank, right? Every bank now has, like, you go to Bank of America, they got a Merrill Lynch advisor sitting in it. His only job is to take people's you know money that they have sitting in the bank and try to invest it pretty much. It's not like they're out there trying to find new clients. They're just trying to take the clients the bank already has and put their money to work so they can make more money, make more fees. That's what's going on. And so like when you think of that part of money, you know, if you can get these people together and start, and all you got to do is you got to keep telling your story. You tell your story day in and day out to as many people that will listen. Another kind of cool thing is to hang out where money hangs out. Where does money, Corey, where does money hang out? Well, a couple places. One or number one, charity. My best place that you can find money, and you don't do it to go find money. What you go do is you find a charity that you love, something that you really want to put your time and effort into, right? Find a good one. Then when you do it, go all in. Don't just be the guy that shows up during the meetings. Be on the board, be the one that's doing the work, that's setting up, that's staying, or gets there early, that stays in late and becomes kind of an, an integral piece of that charity. And listen, you'll find money. Money will come find you. Ask me how I know. Okay. Happens all the time. I'm a Rotarian and I've raised millions of dollars from the Rotary. Why? Because I go out there and I put in the work and then good things happen because we just talk about what we do and but it's not like I'm pitching I'm not like I'm saying hey you gotta invest with me it just normally happens it just comes out and so you know providing those types of solutions for people I think are important more important now than ever and there's millions of people out there that are looking for you and need need your guidance and need your education and your confidence to find that alternative to the stock market so we can give them real solutions that they can't get in the stock market. I wholeheartedly believe that with all with everything that I am is that people are really more than ever they they are tired of the roller coaster of the stock market. And if you can provide them a solution to do it, man, they'll do it. They'll jump on. Now, no one jumps on with all their money. They're going to just pay the minimum cost of the ride. Now, this is one other nugget make your cost of the ride. In other words, do not start your first raise with a $50,000 minimum. Start it with 100. Ask for hundreds, get hundreds. Ask for 50s, get 50s. Learn that the hard way, by the way. Take that from my lesson. So you can always take $50,000, but how many people that you took $50,000 from truly had 100, but you never asked for it? So ask for what you want. Ask for 100. Don't just all of a sudden give up and say, well, I'll give you 50. Stay at 100. Stick there. Like, make it feel kind of weird. And then you can come in and rescue them if they only have 50. Okay? That's how you do it. That is how you make some fat money and you help people out and you get money to do your deals and to provide, you know, again, solutions. Everybody's winning when we do this thing right. We not only do we buy broken assets or, you know, problem properties that need some help and we use that capital to fix the broken stuff and then bring in great people to run our assets. So we build nice communities. We improve communities, number one, 
Number two, we provide for our investors, right? We're able to let their money grow, create opportunities for them. Number three, you get to go out and get some profit for yourself. You can live a life like no other by solving the first two. So it's a win, win, win. And listen, when you can find that type of winning, listen, this business is set up for you. It can give you time and money and all the things you would want, I think, in life, but you've gotta be willing to do the work. Nothing comes for free. You gotta work hard, you gotta work smart, and you gotta work tenacious, right? If you will do that, my friends, I think success is right around the corner for you. And as I end every episode, it really starts with your belief, right? The belief that you think that you can. And it can't just be that you think you can. You have to know it. You have to know it from the deep down bottom of your soul. Everything that you are desire, I want it. I am going to get it. I have it already. Even when you don't. If you will take that belief and put it and insert it in your mind and then remind yourself daily of that dream and that focus. Guys, if you believe it, you can achieve it and your paradise is absolutely possible.